0: Of Salvation Solutions, where we believe in building wealth, maintaining health, and overcoming poverty. I've been actually practicing that. That's word
1: at really home. good. You did really and good. And there I go. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Practice
0: makes perfect, man. You did
1: good. I'm telling you. That was great. That is Bible right there. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> yes. That's really good. <laughs>
0: so I am Aviance.
1: I'm Aramis. And I am Brother Damaris.
0: So we are in a, a time where the, the transition of power with the presidency is not going so well. What are our thoughts on that?
1: You want to go, son? I,
2: I, I try not to even think about this stuff. I, I mean, honestly, and we were just kind of talking about this earlier, the same thing happened four years ago. Right. You know, ultimately what it boils down to is when it's time to transition, when it's actually time to transition, and you, you said this earlier too, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens then. I, I Again, I, I'm more of the mindset of, you know, how is all of this going to affect me directly? Because to me, it's all just a show. It's just a show. Yeah. It's a soap opera. Right. And that's what politics has, turn, has been turned into nowadays. And, and what what's sad about it is, is people are really, you know, they're, they're eating this stuff up thinking that it's real life and it's not, hmm. it's not. I mean, honestly, think of, I can't tell you how many people are have been on my Facebook timeline talking about, uh, you know, people in Florida, you know, we disowning you, or people in whatever state, like, you know, the next time a hurricane come, don't call us, you know, or this is what we got. Like, I, why? Why their their vote never really mattered in the first place? If you really knew the, the 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 truth, and that's really what it all boils down to for me is there's no real way for us to know the truth without doing our own research going to the libraries, or going to whatever sources we need to go to to get the information to inform ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's that's always one of the, been one of the biggest problems of, of, of and, and again, this may be just my opinion, but in the black culture in general, we we don't do the research. Right. We don't empower ourselves. We don't inform ourselves. Right. And so we watch the show, and we see who gets voted in as president, and we feel empowered because we went to vote. Whoop-dee-doo. <laughs> I, honestly, I I mean I, I don't I don't mean to to dog anyone that that voted. I, that's not what I mean by this. What I mean by this is if we if we think that that is the end all be all, then we have already lost. Right.
1: right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. C- come don't on. Hold come it. on. That's get why we're here. Get it out. Come don't on. That's why we're here. Yeah, <laughs> get it <out>. I'm ready <laughs> I'm ready. Already. Say it. I- <laughs> you no, hold that in
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay well I guess because I think it was two weeks ago where you said that you you weren't going to vote at all Mm-mm. okay so how do you feel like if, if one of our ancestors was to walk into a room and you know said that are you saying that that the fight that I did for us to have the opportunity to vote because we felt as, as if we weren't you know, we weren't equal in that sense. Like why why did white people get to vote and we didn't? So are you saying that my my fight wasn't wasn't worth anything? Or you know, because just because of the way that you talked about it, I just want you to explain it in case people have this in mind.
2: Yeah, so okay. So we, we have to think about it like this. And and, and I, I think this is this is where people get it mixed up. Our ancestors didn't fight just for us to be able to vote. They fought for us to have the power to make change in politics. That's a big difference. And the vote back then was very different than how it is now. Back then it it actually counted. You know what I mean? Now it's it's just it's been skewed so far by the electoral college vote that none of it matters. Really, as far as the public vote is concerned. You know, 50 60 years ago when when we had real leaders, you know, marching and making changes and stuff like that, that they 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 were working for not only the equality of our vote, but the impact of our vote to be the same as the white the the white vote, right? But so much of that has changed now. You know what I mean? So so when I say I'm not going to vote, I'm saying that from from an educated standpoint, based on where politics is now. I'm not saying that to to spit in the face of what they did, but I don't think people really look and pay attention at what they were working towards. They don't look at what the end game for them was. They only look at. That that statement of, well, they worked so that we can have the right to vote. OK, but that's taken out of context. Right. Right. And, and, and really now our vote is not doing anything. It, we don't there's no power in that the way it used to be. And if we were to sit here and tell, you know, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and all, all the other great leaders back then that that this is what we believe in now. man, I, I, I wholeheartedly, believe they would laugh in our face. Because we we believe that our our one vote makes that big a difference now.
1: Well, I'll tell you something that that I'm even more concerned with was, um, and there's been a lot of debate going back and forth, but Kamala Harris put out a tweet today basically saying, black women, I want to salute you for what took place. Right? We talked about it on the last episode. The idea of divide and conquer Right? You must first bind the man. The Bible references him as the strong man. Then you can spoil his house. Mm-hmm. There's a there is a serious movement to completely discard the black man. I didn't find satellite on Apple Music. I wasn't talking to you, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> to completely disregard the black man. Mm-hmm. That, there's, a, there's, a, there's a rumbling taking place. Statements like that are very divisive. When you say, and, and, and when you look at some of the, a lot of the comments, it's like, w- w- what about 80% of the black men who voted for, for, for Obama? I'm in a,
0: Right.
1: What about 80% of black men who voted for him? So we had nothing to do with it. So you want to salute the black woman. That, it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a problem. That's what the white supremacists want to see. They want to see the black man and the black woman separate. That's what they want to see, right? And that's what we got to guard against. To me, that is the most, that is the most dangerous thing we're dealing with now with this new transition. Are we going to allow that undercurrent, that movement to separate the black man from the black woman? If we do so, we're going to forfeit so much of what we've been talking about God has for us, which is based on our unity. If we allow this, if you allow the separation between the man and the black man and the black woman, you're going to see further destruction of our black America and of this nation. That cannot happen. We have to be on guard for that. And I'm, 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 I mean, we're calling on men to unite. We're calling on black men and black women to unite. Because our black America is in danger. And we got to be, that's what we got to be more careful about than anything. Don't allow them to divide us, right? Her intention might not, might not been to be divisive. But it comes across like that, right? It comes across like that. So the transition in power, there's some things we got to be very careful with. Some things we got to be watching right and one of them one of them is being sure don't don't matter don't matter i'm sure i'm sure there were some black women who didn't vote for biden what about them are you not are you alienating them as well so we just can't get so caught up in what political party we 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 are associated with right. and be more caught up in for us from the believer's perspective god's way of establishing justice and order and god's way of loving and caring for each other and god's way of building each other up and not so um dogmatic about as you said earlier, a particular um um candidate you don't vote for didn't win. Now now you're looking down at them. What you quoted you said something earlier today of just a few minutes ago about um uh because somebody didn't vote for Trump or something, because somebody didn't vote for Biden, they were for different Oh, party. yeah, yeah.
2: When they were so people are referencing now, you know, well, Florida, if you haven't oh, yeah, hurricane Florida, or right, something right, like that.
1: Like, like because Florida Don't call us. Because Florida didn't, so now we're going to take that stance against them. Like, so here's the issue. What did, what did Joe Biden say when he when he made a speech, even though they didn't vote for us, I'm still your president. Are you following him for real? <laughs> you really not following him then you really not following him now. See, it's all foolishness because you really not following him. Cause he, he didn't say that publicly. He said, listen, even though they didn't vote for me. Okay. They still Americans. But then on the backside, you got folks talking about, we, we, we disown you, Florida. It's, 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 it's a game, right? The object of the game is to get out of it whatever you can. Mm-hmm. That's all our game is. Joe, you got four years, bro. <laughs> That's it. That's Joe, Kamala, you got four years. <laughs> That's it.
0: Ooh, speaking of four years, that so I had sent him an article on um, Instagram. The co-founder of the Black Lives Matter actually sent a letter to Biden administration team saying we want something for our vote.
1: Which is good. The question is, what does she, what does she want? Right. Well, what does well, he want? We'll that's see. the question. I mean, we'll that's see. the issue. Because I mean, we know what the movement is about. We know what the Black Lives Movement is about, right? It's about gay black lives. Yep. We know what it's about. Right? They follow other stuff too. But we know what it's we know what it's we know what the undercurrent is about, right? Joe's already said the first thing he's gonna do is the first thing he's gonna do is pass a a international civil rights bill for homosexuals, for gays. He he already said he's gonna do that. Right? So what what else I, I'd like to see, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm just going by what we know. We know what that movement is all about, but I'd like to see what, what is it that she's asking? If she's, if listen, you know what it is for me, anything short of reparations, you ain't asking for enough. You we, we, we playing games, we're hacking at leaves. anything short of reparating black America to close this wealth gap. So they are not dependent on the white society and we're not dependent on white economics and the white economy. We need a stimulus package for black America, which is in quotes, reparations, that's going to get us a, that's going to catapult us into creating wealth for us as a whole. Anything short of that, we're playing games. Mm -hmm. And that's why we wrote the book. That's what the, the, I love this. I love this. They said, I still don't understand this part. I was watching uh, one of the news sites. It was either, it might've been CNN or I go back and forth and I, I don't stay on one. But they were reporting from the White House on Sunday night, I believe it was. You had Black Lives Matter uh, representatives. You had uh, Black Panther representatives. And they said there were other factions of people, white, black, a mixture of people, all gathered outside of the White House, right? Guess what they were chanting? Reparations now. Reparations now. Reparations now. My question is, why are they in front of the White House? They should be in front of Joe Biden's house. But that's over with. That's done. Well, they don't
0: know.
1: That's over with. We don't know. Well, I get it. We don't know, but that's <laughs> over with, <laughs> bro. That one done. <laughs> we don't that one and ate it already. That's right, over. with. Right. You should be going stand in front of Joe Biden's house, right? Saying that because he's now responsible. Joe, you got four years. I hope. Listen. I hope she gets a chance to sit down with him. But I, I, I pray to God that this reparations is the priority.
0: So I guess the the only thing if if Joe Biden does want reparations for Black America, the only thing that could stop him is. Is it the Senate or the
1: House? Senate. I don't, the Senate. Right. Okay. Well, when, when, you got, when you got the Congress, you got the Senate and you got the House of Representatives. And I don't know the exact outcome now, but it was, the, the Democrats was down five to one prior to this election. Last I heard in my last conversation with Richard, they were down two seats, yeah. which means now they only have to turn one though. Because remember, that's good because it's, it's easy to turn one mm-hmm. because now you turn one, now you got a tie. Guess who is the... Oh, and then
0: you said the vice president. The vice president.
1: president is the deciding, tie-breaking vote. So now Democrats get their way. So Joe, you're without excuse, my man. <laughs> you're without excuse, Kamala. Come on. Reparations. Oh, we're putting somebody else in that seat. Yeah. That's, what, that's where we have to be as black America. Mm-hmm. We can't get caught up in Democrats and whether or not he's a racist or he's a racist or she's a racist. No. All of them. All of them. All of them got a hint of it in them. What we got to do is, what are you going to do Despite your disposition for Black America economically, we talked earlier. I was looking at one of our um, posts on Facebook. If you don't commit to me economically, you don't really love me. I need an economic commitment. I need you to. St- I need you to stimulate me with our reparation package, so that we can build wealth for ourselves.
0: Now, are are you taking that in the context of of tithing? Because God says, "Where, where your money is, your."
1: Will your treasure to your treasure, hobby?? Right. Um, <clears throat> no, actually, actually, this is a great segue into what we want to discuss today. Salvation is God's reparative plan for all of man. Salvation is reparations. So God, by nature, is about reparating, repairing, restoring, recompensing that which was lost or stolen or held back or taken from those who rightfully deserve it. We know the plight of our ancestors. You mentioned earlier. We know the plight of slavery and, and all that we went through and all of the, 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 the trillions of our, I mean the dollars that were was, was stolen from us, the, the millions. I think uh, I was watching some um, documentary. They estimated that for that 260 years that there was over 220 million hours worth of labor that we didn't get paid for. They added 3% interest to that for cost of living. That's how they got the $19 trillion figure um, of what black Americans owe. But over s- several hundred million hours of labor that we didn't get paid for. You got to give us that. You got to give us that. We, we deserve that. That's not counting all of the inventions and all the things we came up with to make life easier for us in the fields that, that the white man took and patented and then started selling to other plantations and didn't give us a penny for I know right. people that's flipping tables when they miss one paycheck. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. We missed that's 260 <laughs> years worth of paychecks. So the point is, God's salvation is God's reparative plan, right? Um, and he, he demonstrated that through the, throughout the history of the word of God, right? Um, we talk about, one of the things we want to talk about today is God's ability to long suffer. Through things, I was in a conversation that I was telling you about it earlier and um, the young man said, I, I love what you're saying and I hear what you're saying, Brother D, but it's been this long and they ain't gave it to us yet. What's, what? Why are they going to give it to us now? I said, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I said, there's a, in the book. <laughs> there's a portion in the book that we entitled, God is long suffering, but not forever suffering. Like he'll suffer long with us through a particular thing. But he won't do it forever. There'll come a point in time where where judgment and justice must be meted out. It must be established. And so God has shown this pattern from God to man, man to man, and nation to nation. God has a pattern by which he'll suffer with us. His intent is to love us. And the Bible in Psalm 91, it talks about with long life shall I satisfy you and show you my salvation. That's his intent. But if we aren't doing and living up to what we're supposed to live up to, then, then then he got a time frame by which he will suffer either our iniquity, our unbelief, our wickedness, sin, whatever it might be. He'll still tolerate it. He'll love you. He'll love you through it all. God finds, it, finds us, no matter how wretched we are, he finds us lovable no matter what. You're lovable. like You're lovable. I never forget when God showed me that. Right? I was thinking about a particular individual. This individual is this guy, and this guy, and they this guy, and they this God, and they this, this. And I heard the spirit of God say, Yes, and they are still so ever lovable. <laughs> oh, what you want me to do with that? What you want me to do with that? <laughs> what you want me to do with that?
0: That's God's way of saying quiet
1: now. Quiet now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're still so so no matter how long he, he sees us as so lovable, no matter while we were yet sinners, he died for us. We were so lovable to him. And, and so because of that, he always puts a reparative plan in place to repair the injuries for the iniquity that we suffer. And God, God put a certain time limit on, and, and we use examples throughout the scripture. Um, the primary example we use for black America is the example of Israel and how it was 400 years. It was a long time. And I'm sure there was some Israelites like my brother today who thought it's been 400 years and he ain't done nothing for us yet. What's taking him so long? Why is he doing it now, right? Well, if you go back in Genesis, the 15th chapter, the 16th verse, when he told Abraham, he says, your people shall be in bondage to another people for 400 years. And after 400 years, I'm going to bring them out with great substance, referencing the reparations plan. He says, but until then, the Amorites was in possession of the promised land. He says, when their iniquity runs full, then I'll make my move. So part of God... Waiting and long suffering with Israel, I believe, it was twofold: it was one to 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 to, um, multiply them as a people group, so they reach a certain capacity of people, and then to strengthen them, um, um, within the fabric of them, the, of them as a people, right? Whatever, whatever the characteristics that looked like. But the third component to that was the the Amorites, right? Their iniquity hadn't yet run full. He says, when their iniquity their iniquity run full, I'm dealing with them and I'm giving y'all the land. Well. Well, that was a 400-year time period, right? So what's beautiful about that was we bring out in the book that 400 represents the Jubilee spirit or the spirit of Jubilee. 400 is eight 50-year cycles of Jubilees. Eight 50-year Jubilee cycles. So Jubilee is every 50 years, right? There is a, a celebration where there's debt cancellation, Generational poverty is broken. Restoration of all the land, reparations to all the slaves and people who were injured and who had to sell themselves into slavery. I'm talking about the year of jubilee was the most exciting, looked forward to time in the history of Israel. Well, 400 represents the ultimate expression of jubilee in the deliverance of a nation and their reparations. Israel for four after 400 years after four after eight. 50 year Jubilee cycles for 50 years. They never celebrated Jubilee. I mean, for 400 years, they didn't celebrate it for eight 50 year cycles. They never celebrated Jubilee. But now this, this 400th one is special one. It's time for you to come out and to come out with great substance. Well, guess what? 1619 was the first time slave ships touched ground here in America. 2019 puts us at 400 years. Ever since 2019, we've seen a turmoil, we've seen we've seen uprisings, we've seen revolts, we've seen peaceful protests, we've seen violent protests for social inequalities. It's time now. It's time now. God has reached this tip. It's time now for white America to remove the shackles of economic inequality and economic suppression of black America, reparate us for the 260 years and the 400 years of oppression that we've suffered so that we can build ourselves as a nation and be the nation God has called us to be.
2: So you said something um, earlier when, when you mentioned, um, I think we were talking about this before we started, but you, you mentioned that, that it, that it's a faith issue with people as far as understanding that, you know, reparations are an actual possibility and an eventual Amen. reality. Right. Um, can, can you just talk about what, the fullness of iniquity would look like in today's day and age, you know, cause I mean, there's a lot of conversation about, you know, end of days and all that stuff based on what we're seeing, um, you know, all the way up to the, to, to, to the effect of, um, you know, pedophilia being uh, uh called a, a, a medical diagnosis now. Right. right, right it, you right, know right. what I mean? I mean this just major corruption. But what would that actually look like for someone who who has never even thought that reparations was a possibility? How would they see the fullness of iniquity in today's age? Well
1: what we'd have to do is again we'd have to reference the scripture. So in the scripture there was a there was a time that Israel went through unbelief. That was the 40-year period that god dealt with them for 40 years and gen- that, that generation died off and then the next generation was able to go in and possess the promised land right you had um uh, that 40-year time frame there's also a 40-day time frame where god would deal with personal development a personal sin where jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness that was a time of perfection uh, moses spent 40 days on the top of the mountain that was a time of revelation and informing and, 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 and empowering so we see a pattern of 40 days you see a pattern of 40 years we see a pattern of forty days when it comes to Israel being humiliated by Goliath. There's a pattern of forty days. So there's a forty day pattern. There's a forty year pattern, and there's a four hundred year pattern. The pattern is based more on the timetables of God than it is the actual wrongdoing of man. Okay. See what I'm okay. saying? So the yeah. time frame was four hundred years. Now whether or not whether or not the degree of iniquity increased or decreased or was great at one moment or bad at another moment, I believe that's secondary when it comes to the time frame of what, what God sees as being enough time for you to get this thing right. right? I, really think, I really think that God has given, God has given us a, a enough time, the church, white America, the black church, enough time to deal with the issues that face black America. It's time now because the iniquity, the wrongdoing, the oppression, and that word iniquity is unique because it specifically speaks to economic oppression. The iniquity has reached a point to where God says, it's time for me to deal with what's taking place against black America. Another faith builder for Israel was what he did with the plagues, right? What took place with the plagues? I really believe... Part of, part of the transition in power was due to the evangelicals who voted to get Trump in office didn't properly advise him once he got in. But because they're in darkness and they're oblivious to the real issues that, that, that face America, they're not thinking of reparations either. They're not thinking of the harm and, and the repair that needs to take place to black America either probably because they was a part of the iniquity. I have a question about that, actually. Yeah. I meant to ask this earlier before we got on a different subject.
2: How, how does the, the separation of church and state affect the church's impact
1: on people in office? Well, it's, it's affected it tremendously because what basically what the church was afraid of was that they would get overpowered, overrun by the government, and, and dictating what the church can and can't do. Actually, the church was the one that came up with it. I found that out. The idea of separate being separated from church and state because they didn't want the government to be able to tell the church what to do. Wow. But what that does is it takes away from the direct influence that we should have in how the, how the land is governed, right? They can basically tell us, this ain't your business. right? They can basically tell us that, right? You keep messing with me, we'll take away your tax exemption, right? <laughs> <laughs> We'll take it that way, which, you know, you start messing with folks' money, they say, okay, back right. up, <laughs> right? So the, the, the issue comes down to us not being able to directly and boldly declare from our pulpits, you know, from our social media platforms, from wherever, to say what the government and how the government should be functioning. Remember, we said Jesus came as a king, which makes him a governmental figure, which makes him the example of how government officials should function and should be looking to operate in the land. Well, when you separate church from state, you eliminate that influence upon the government officials. Now they can still have it; they're still influenced, but it's not as direct and it's not as stern and strong as it should be. We should be able to be more than a voice and more, or should say, more than a vote. But our voice should carry weight inside of the hallways of the Pentagon and Congress and the White House. You know, but when you separate church from state, you limit that ability for us to really govern. And influence in a kingdom manner as we should.
0: So, question, you good. So, do you do you believe that the separation of church and state is why uh, the United States of America is called a melting pot now? Uh, like, do you do you think that if if we were still church and state together, that it would be the melting pot that we are now?
1: No, I, I think I think part of the whole idea of being a melting pot is America was long. They long want to be viewed as a country that is loving, that's welcoming, that's um, open for those who are under the tyranny of of uh, you know another you know dictatorship or ruler or governmental entity. So we want people to kind of have a place where they can come and a place of refuge where they can come and experience the liberty that we created. I mean, that's really what what America was about. I mean, when we World War One, World War Two, you know, right. I mean, it was about you know. Of fighting for our liberty so that we wouldn't be under the tyranny of you know the Europeans. So I think that is what contributes to the idea of America being a melting pot, you know. um But there are there are there are there are ways to even that we should, should govern that. I mean, the Bible gives us specific laws of for immigration, and it brings it out. the The current idea of immigration now is is to let everybody in and anybody in. Well, that that's not biblical. That's not according to the Word of God, right? Um, I I, I want to mention this. I saw Joe Biden's Twitter page at the top of his Twitter page. Guess what it says? Keep the faith. I love that you said that, Joe. I love that you said that because now I can hold you accountable mm-hmm. to keeping the faith. No, I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. Right? How did he end his speech the other night? May God bless America, Joe. I'm glad you're looking to God to bless America. Now we can have a conversation right? You really call yourself a nation under God. You really want folks to keep the faith. Well, guess what? Part of you keeping the faith is reparating black America or you ain't got no faith. I want to hear that. If you want to keep the faith, reparate black America, because that's, that's at the heartbeat of God. That's at the heartbeat of bless God. Blessing America is how you treat people. You ain't treated us right, Joe. Y'all ain't treated us right. You got a chance to right that wrong, Joe. You got a chance to get it right. Get it right. Kamala. Y'all got a chance to get it right. Reason Trump ain't in, it is' because he didn't get it right.
0: Now, question for that. So, I know, I know in the Bible, since I use NIV, you may have to correct me. But it's is a scripture that that comes to mind? You're going to have to help me. But it's something about being a being around wise counsel leads to success. It's something along that line? You
1: know it says in on? the multitude of counsel, there's safety. Um, there's a lot of scripture that that either directly or indirectly point to that being around wise counsel, wise counsel. right? Okay. What, yeah, go. You had a question? Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So, my, my question, my question surrounding that is since Trump had his own counsel, mm-hmm. does Biden pick his own counsel as well or is there some sort of appointed wise counsel from the church that's appointed to his president?
1: No, you you pick you you pick your own counsel like like the people who um uh, people who we know, like, uh, what's the girl name we talked about last time? Uh, the one that was on the prairie line, you know, speaking in tongues and pr- Paula White. Paula white. Yeah. Paula White was, was one who really been holding Bible study in the white house for a long time. Even before he became a president, he was holding, she was going to their house, holding Bible study with him. Um, then he had a couple other, um, uh, brother Harry Jackson who just passed away. You know, he was very close to the administration and I think he prayed at, at the inauguration or something. So you've had, um, they, they each individual president surrounds himself with his particular clergy or his particular council member that i guess kind of represents the voice of god to them right so they there's not a uh the, you know there's there's people who they you know who they connected with who they're close to right so uh, i guess kamala went to she, she got a church home they say she went to um you know joe got a church home he claimed so okay great i, I love that i love that but really 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 how much of that do you really do you really believe in right you can run our country based off biblical principle. It can be ran. Now, you can't do it and be a liberal. You can't do it and be as liberal as, you know, the Democratic Party is trending toward. You can't do it. You just can't do it. You got to draw the line somewhere. You know, people, I, I don't, never take away the people' right to choose. God will never do that. That's your right to choose. But your right to choose shouldn't infringe on my right to live in a society that is you know, um, within the confines of what, what society is designed to be. I mean, that's just what it is. And now the design is based on what we believe on the Bible. That's just what it is. So yeah, we, you know, he should, hopefully he surrounds himself with voices that know the word of God and that has the heart of God. And they recognize that right now God is, is judging the 400 years of economic oppression that black America has suffered. And now it's time for reparations. We go into that in the book. The responsibility of Congress. You need, it's time for you to create legislation. And it's time for the president to sign the bill into law that reparates black America. Period. That's what it is. Anything short of that, Joe, I'll see you all next time. Man. You got to go. It's next man up. That's what we got to get. Until we get there as a black America, we're going to always be eating from the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And that's not what we're supposed to be eating from. It's got to change, you know? So I'm hoping the transition, transitions into that, right? And that's that's where we got to be. If we don't think like that, then we're in trouble.
0: Are you full?
1: Already. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There is one more thing. There is one more thing I want to mention that we have to keep in mind. Uh, First of all, I want us to, you know, know that the responsibility and I was sharing this with this young man today the responsibility um for us to unify is critical I know I mentioned that uh the responsibility is we gotta we gotta we gotta get on the same one accord we gotta get on the same page when it comes to um what we're demanding for our vote mind you uh sister Kamala. It wasn't just black women who got him in office. Right. Okay. Uh, They might have had a majority of the vote, but it wasn't just them. I salute my sisters. I love my sister. But listen, that approach is not the right approach for black America. Right. Um, So we got to unify on what we are demanding. Mm -hmm. And then we got to also come together and realize that us supporting each other is more than anybody else can do to support us. We got to find a way set aside, whatever indifferences or differences you might have, gay, straight, you know, whatever you want to, you know, choose. All that's we black first, we black first, right. Um, and, and we gotta, we gotta come together and unify as a black American say first priority and first demand we have of you Democrats is reparations and reparations now. Question. Yeah.
0: The guy that you were speaking to that, that didn't really have faith in that, do you feel as as if we may uh, ask for too little because we don't think that we can get what we want?
1: Amen, 100%. That is the issue. So one of the things that God told Moses, so, so that's why Moses said, listen, God said, Moses, come here, man, listen, go tell Pharaoh, <laughs> it's time for him to let my people go. I've heard their cries, right? Then he said, go to Israel that I've come to redeem. Him. He said, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, a minute, wait a minute, Lord. Pharaoh, I understand. But who am I going to tell Israel sending me to them? <laughs> who, who, who should I tell? You got to tell me something because right now, they ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> it's been 400 years. Who should I say is sending me to them to tell them you about to deliver them from, from slavery? Before you go sending me on the mission, Lord, you need to tell me who I'm telling who. Who should I say? He said, "Tell them I am that I am. I am the Father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Go tell them." He started building that faith. He started building that faith. He said, "As you tell this now, Moses, I need you to go in there. I need you to. I need you to turn that water into blood. I need you to. I need you to, you know, uh, swallow up that. Use your use your powers and your ability that I've given you to to destroy. You know, come against we going come against all they got." Those were the that were the process of God building up the faith of the Egyptians, right? Same thing has happened for Black America, you know. God was with us in 1960 civil rights movement. He's proven that He's been with us over the years, over the centuries. For us to even still exist, it's evidence that God is with us. We do. Uh, I hope Black America do realize this. If white supremacists have their way, they would have annihilated us. I don't think we understand how serious this thing is. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That word that word steal means to felt you away. That means to put you in poverty, to take you in poverty, to oppress you. That word uh, to steal, to kill means literally, literally means to to cause you to suffer slowly. And to destroy means to annihilate, completely eliminate the goal of white supremacy. It's to eliminate black America, not to just make us suffer, but to, I'm talking about, so that, why you think they, the woman put together the Planned Parenthood? Mm-hmm. She came out and said it. She wanted to eliminate black America. We don't, I don't think we understand how serious this thing is. And now they're starting it by trying to separate black women from black men. They're starting to do it again. They want to eliminate us. So that's why it's important for us to unite and come together and say, you know what? If we don't believe in ourselves and, and stick together, God is with us. He's been with us. Yeah, I know it's been a long time. I get it. My man said, I know it's been 40 years, but some things had to get right. We had to get right.
2: Yeah. Do you think we're
1: right? I think we're right. We're right okay. enough. I think we're right enough. Okay. We're right enough. Right? We're right enough or God wouldn't be moving. Right. Mm-hmm. Israel reached a certain number in quantity. We've reached a certain number in quantity. They reached a certain place in quality within the character and fiber of our nation. I believe we've reached a certain place there's more billionaires. There's more intelligent black people now than there's ever been. Mm-hmm. The education and the intellectual power has never been as great as it is now. We've reached that place where God said, oh, oh they ready. I can use them now. They can, I can use them now. They're, 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 they're a majority minority, but they're a powerful minority. The intellectual power they have, the ingenious, the geniusness that they have, the quantity of people now who are at a certain level of intellectual and economic power. They have enough now for me to say, okay, I can now give them 19 trillion. They can build up their economy. And now I can use them to fulfill the mission, the ministry or the mission that I have had for them the whole time. Remember, we made reference to the last person to assist Jesus into his glory was a black man. The last people that's going to assist Jesus into this last day revival people prophesying about going to be black folks, be black America. He started with us. He's going to finish with us. That's how the thing going to work, right? But we have to see that. We got to believe that. We got to believe that about each other. We believe that. Listen, unstoppable, baby.
0: Okay, now this is going to be my last question because he likes to <laughs> actually say that it's, it's my fault.
1: The uh, woman. I got no one thing word. I got to do. Let's go. Come on, we're good. Let's yeah. go.
0: <laughs> okay, so my last question, unless you say something that stirs me up, yeah. um, is do you feel as if when, when you speak of of the numbers that that we have climbed, do you think that we have got gotten there only because we have infiltrated other people? Because if if we would have stayed, if we would have stayed within, you know, a black man and a black woman, is I, I don't I don't know if we would have reached the numbers that we have. So do you think through infiltration is the not the only way, but the way that one we of have the actually ways
1: I, I think that has something to do with it. I think that I think there's a certain there's a certain pull. There's a certain amount of white Americans. who who, they fed up with the inequality, who are fighting for reparation for black America. They are fed up with it. Right. So that, that, uh, that integrating process between black men and white women, white women and black men, you know, that they've come together and that's caused us to become, you know, one. Right. Now we, you know, we, we have several uh, interracial marriages within our family, right. Within our circles. Right. Um, Whether it's black to white, black to Hispanic, Hispanic to white, whatever it is. Right. I believe that's a part of it. That's, that's all a part of it. We represent a people that God is ready to take to a new height and a new level so that he can glorify himself through us as a nation. And that's what it comes down to. Very much so I feel like that's a part of it, a, a part of the ingredients that go into us being now ready. We are ready. We might not look ready. We might not talk ready. We might not think ready all the time, but we're ready. We're ready. Don't take 100% of the whole. 17%. That's all we need to cross that chasm. 17% question
2: not a question uh I, I just kind of just wanted to be clear about something I, I know we talk about how uh, we, we talk about the impact of uh the the current thought process on voting um I, I could almost picture someone watching this and saying well you know the whole purpose of what we're talking about as far as reparations and putting the right people in office has to do with voting so why would we just not vote or why would you say not vote right and and, and I, I just want to be clear I we're not saying that we don't want anybody anyone to vote. I'm not saying that in particular. And and I think what, what the theme or the, or the the purpose of what Damaris is talking about is, is putting, putting some, some impact behind our vote. You know what I mean? It, it, what we're talking about as far as reparations and putting the right people in office, there's a, there's a difference between, uh, You know, voting for the sake of voting because we have the right to vote and voting with purpose. You know what I mean? And once we unify and we understand that we can vote with purpose and we can put people in office with purpose, that changes the impact of a vote. That brings it back to what the original intent of all of those people who fought for us to have the rights that we have you know, it, it kind of brings all that into reality now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As, as opposed to the current state where it's just, it, it's like a, it's like a slogan. You know, you got football players on TV. You know, I, I'm a voter. Okay. Right. Well, and? <laughs> you, know, you, know,
1: you, know, you know, something that's dangerous about that, what you just said is good. It's real good. It's real good. But one of the dangers in that is this. And I think this is what we, this is what we're seeing now. This is what caused you to become so frustrated that you got to the point where, listen, I, I don't even want to participate is because not only do you have people that's not voting without, that are voting without a purpose, but I think maybe even a bigger problem is you got people voting with the wrong purpose.
2: Mm.
1: I think the wrong purpose, most people vote for the, most people are completely 100% satisfied with a Democrat being in office. Just because of the party. Just because of the party. Mm -hmm. Or we don't want him in there. That's not even close to being good enough. That is, that is re- as, as you just put it mildly, that's insulting to our ancestors for you to think like that. That's insulting. You mean to tell me I risked my life for you to be satisfied with a party <laughs> being in there that ain't doing nothing for us? It's insulting for you to have a satisfaction with a Democrat being in there just because he's Democrat, but he ain't doing nothing for your people. It's insulting. So don't throw up in my face. You ain't voting because your ancestors, your ancestors died for you to vote. Yeah, they died for me to vote with the right purpose in mind, mm-hmm. so that we can be better off as a people. If they not gonna do nothing for us, that's gonna cause us to be better off economically. Period. Get them out. They ain't got no business in the seat, and you ain't got no business supporting them. Period. But we we don't think like that. <laughs> Man, they don't think like that. man, this. It's war. It's war. It's game day. <laughs> this ain't practice. It's game day. It's time to win. That's it. It's game day, it. man. I ain't playing this thing to win. I'm mean, to, to, to participate. I'm playing to win. Mm-hmm. Like you, you come for you come for. I'll come. To, we got to go to war. We at war. We, but we got we got we got the wrong folks speaking for. We don't have warriors speaking for us. We got politicians. Speaking for Black America, not warriors. It's time to go to war. That's the wartime mentality we got to have. Reparations or get out. Period.
0: You were made for such a time.
1: Oh as my this. goodness, it's time. <laughs> it's time. No, no, this is this is the indignation. This is how God feels. Yeah. Y'all know me. I I I never for years this wasn't my focus. of preaching. I might mention yeah, it. I, mm-hmm. yeah. This wasn't my focus. Mm-hmm. I've seen something. I've heard something. God has given me something in the spirit. It's time. Listen, the warrior still there. Jesus was the ultimate warrior. Believers are warriors. It's time to go to war for black America. what my song say? Love came from heaven and will fight for me. Sing it. Man, I wish I could. Why would I you do that? that? I wish they could. Girl. Burn the I lenses off these cameras. <laughs> I wish I could. In the show. Yeah, yeah shut this thing down. <laughs> But no, it's that time. No, it's that time. It's that time. It's time to go to war, Black America. It's time to go to war. It's time to go to war, Black America. But we can't go to war without unity. We can't go to war. You fighting your war. I'm fighting mine over here. You fighting yours over here. Ice Cube fighting his over here. Diddy fighting his over here. He he fighting. No, we got to all come together and say, listen, we all got our part to play. We all got our part to play. Black church, you got your part to play. White church, you got your part to play. It's 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 the government and the politicians and the supremacists white supremacists that have have abused and misused uh, black America. That's who we got to approach. They got to get this thing right. They got to get it right. Mm -hmm. They don't get it right, get them out. Or America, or America is in trouble. Mm -hmm. God is serious. He ain't playing. He ain't playing.
0: And I know you've seen it.
1: I've seen it. One way or another, it's going to change. It's going to (laughs) happen. It's going to change. Ask Pharaoh about it. Right, right. <laughs> One, One way Pharaoh. or another. Go ask Pharaoh. It's gonna
0: change. That's what I said.
1: Talk to Pharaoh about it. You yep. tell you he ain't playing, man. He wants his people gone, and he want to reparate it. Y'all better give it to him. Yeah. Or deal with it.
0: Well, why don't you tell tell us one more time your your book? Because I know that you went through fifty changes with oh, your yes. um, go, go. cover. No, so, oh, was it what? It might no, be you're right. It's it might might
1: two be. because he just changed the book cover twice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I know we had to add <laughs> no, two on to that. <laughs> I,
1: listen, I am expected to have in my hands by the Friday the so the process. You get you you get four uh, copies initially for proofing. Right, they print out four copies of what the book's going to look like. Then, you get, then they send them to the proofreaders. They send one to me, uh, one to my editor, one to their proofreader, uh, and then they read one, the people who print it. And so um, that process, we should have four in our hands by Friday. We've agreed to the cover, and then after, after we, i got to go through it, make sure that the typesetting and all that stuff in book format looks good, then I put my order in. I got a list of 100 people that I'm sending these books to. So all you uh, social media influencers, you might be on my list. You government officials, um, athletes, everybody who, can, who we believe can help get this message out to the world. Pastors, entertainers, you know, whoever social media, black Christian social media influence. We are, you might be on my list. So when you get it, man, you know what time it is. It's time for you to unite and say, listen. We ain't selling for the crumbs no more. Mm-hmm. Give us what God has for us or get out. And read it somewhere public so people
2: can ask questions. You know, yeah, what yeah, are you yeah. reading there? What's going on? Like, I, I, I'm telling you, I've I've never gotten as many looks as I got the other night on Saturday when we went to Target and I was wearing the We Value oh, Black Lives sweatshirt. Oh, man, yes. Yeah. Every other person was walking and just staring at just... Oh, yeah. And then they would have to look away like... Like I was a pariah in there, man. I I (laughs) promise you, I I wasn't taking joy in it, but I I, like I really wanted to see the impact that the shirt would have. And it's just a plain statement. We value black life. But we're going to target on Niagara Falls Boulevard in Tonawanda. Amherst.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've gotten everything from looks to oh, I love that. Can, can, where can I get that from? You know, to people just looking like oh, <laughs>
0: you know, well, what the, like what, I might have a bomb up under right. here or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, wait a second. <laughs> what what I have experienced is that people actually seem to back up.
1: Oh really? Wow.
0: Yeah, especially I, I've seen especially with with white white males, they they kind of seem to back up. Like right. okay, mm-hmm. she. She may have some, some education have some behind right, her. Right, Let right, me right, just. Right,
1: right, right, I can't mess with that. That's right.
0: We're going to have you a good day, man. We're going
1: to have you a good day as well. <laughs> and really what it's about is I, I, the, when God gave it to me, it was about it was about the value that God has on black America. God values black America. We're valuable. We're valuable to God, right? If we're valuable to God, then we should be valuable to each other. And the value that God places on us starts with economics. That's it. Value begins with economics. So I really believe God, God has us to start that movement so that we can focus on the economic empowerment, the health maintenance, and the being a blessing to each other first and foremost that God wants for black America. So the book will be, will be, will be really, hopefully we should have, um, our first order in, uh, going to 500 copies. And those are more mostly promotional copies that we're going to be sending out to people who we really believe can make a difference in, in getting the message To the mainstream, to the masses, and so we're gonna we should be doing that within the next week. Praise God,
2: Ivy, take us out while
1: we still have time. <laughs>
2: producer with a like, Let's go. She circled the 45. We yeah, just, she we sure did. It's time to that's go.
1: actually circled this yeah, time. That's the you biggest
2: know? 45 I've ever Listen, seen in my life. We Maris, got. Shut up. Okay.
0: <laughs> Caitlin's ready to go. I got you. I got you, boo. So thank you for tuning in for another episode of Salvation Solutions, where we believe in building wealth, maintaining health, and overcoming poverty. Until next time, continue to stay safe and be blessed.